Welcome to the Content Marketing Mastery Podcast. It's like an energy shift. So it. It's all yeah. energy. Yeah. They just get it. It's like sending out radio frequencies and matching with the right people. I would never start from zero. I would always find someone that's already doing exactly what I want. Where we give valuable tips for your own content strategy so that you create better content and reach more people and help more clients. Yuck Up, the host of this podcast, interviews thought leaders within the content marketing and PR scene and supports you with key learnings for your business. Now, enjoy the podcast episode. Hey guys, this is Jakob. I'm content manager and I'm helping small and medium enterprises with their content strategy. In my podcast, Content Marketing Mastery, I'm interviewing people who create great content. And today we have a special topic. We are going to speak about social selling. So what is important when you create your content on social media in order to create your products, in order to sell your products and your service? That's a very important topic. And I'm very glad to have a real expert on this topic. His name is John Lawson. Welcome, John. How are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Welcome. Welcome to my show. I really appreciate your time and I'm happy that you're in my show. Me too. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> so first of all, can you introduce yourself in a nutshell? So who are you and what's your passion? <laughs> oh, that's okay. So who I am. Okay. So uh, I mean, you know, I started a business back in 2001. So you're talking about what? It'll be 20 Almost. years. Almost 20 years. Wow. Yeah, 20 years ago, um, I was about to go bankrupt doing something else. You know, I was, uh, somebody had told me, like, we could flip a house. You know, what a flip in a house and you're going to, you know, fix it all up. You buy it in a bad neighborhood and then you walk away with big bucks. Well, I didn't, that didn't happen to me. I ended up with a second mortgage in a house I couldn't sell. So, um, I was about to go bankrupt to get out of from under that debt. And uh, I mentioned what was going on in my life to a friend of mine. And he was like, well, why don't you start selling stuff on eBay or something? And I was like, eBay? Okay. What's Maybe that? I'll try that. <laughs> but long story short, I did that. I ended up starting a business. I left my job. And over these years, we've sold deca millions of dollars online. Wow. So that's wow. kind of crazy when I think about it, but that's how I got started. So that's me. But somewhere in there, probably about 10 years ago, somebody told me, you know, um, why don't you uh, start teaching? They asked me to come do a speech. And so for the last 10 years, I've also created a coaching, teaching type persona, you know, thought leader, author, mm -hmm. those kind of things. So that's been my last 10 years. Mm -hmm. so it's been a fun run. That sounds great. So how to monetize your knowledge in order to help other people and also have uh, also earn money with your knowledge. That's basically what you what you did, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. That's cool. So no, when it, in the world. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so when it comes to this topic of social selling, so there are many definitions. What what is your what is your uh, definition of social selling? Well, see, here's the thing: people get three words or four words kind of. They think they're all the same thing. So you've got social media, social networking, social marketing, social and, dilemma, right? Exactly, <laughs> and social selling or social commerce, which I like to call it. Right. But the thing is, I, they use those words interchangeably and they're not. If you take off the thing that's common on all of them, you just take off social. Then you get left with the media, networking, marketing and selling. And those things are completely different things. Social yes. is just the platform that we use. Selling is just selling. Right. So social selling is a technology twist on an old school theme, right? Mm -hmm. Sales have always been social. You, you, I don't know anywhere, well, maybe if you walk up to a machine and you buy a Coke out of the machine, that's about yeah. the only time I think it's not social. 
anytime somebody's on the other end of that transaction, it's a social interaction. So yes. social selling is all about, you know, leveraging your social interaction for transaction. Mm -hmm. Make sense? Absolutely. So the, because we're, we are not, because quote unquote, I don't have a business or I don't know how to make business. Business means just an interaction between two people because right. people are, people are making business with people. That's basically what is, what is the, 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 the most important thing about selling. So I, I think that I, I don't know your experience, but I have many conversations where people are very scared from, from selling. Hey guys, this is Jakob. I'm content manager and I'm helping small and medium enterprises with their content strategy. And we will continue with our podcast episode in just a second. Are you one of the entrepreneurs or business owners who know that they should create more content, but you don't do it because you don't have the time or you don't know how to do it? I'm helping you with your content marketing. This means I'm helping, I'm creating content like blog articles for your website, social media posts for your Facebook or for your LinkedIn channel. I'm creating podcast episodes or also helping with your video marketing. If you are interested in having more clients through your content that you have, then feel free to go to my website contentmentoring.com and download my free PDF, Five Lessons How to Create a Lot of Content and Monetize Your Knowledge. You can also book one free consultation session with me where I give you strategic advice how to improve your content strategy and win more clients. So just go to contentmentoring.com and book one free consultation session and now enjoy our podcast episode. So is, what, what, do you, what do you suggest to entrepreneurs who think of selling not a, as a good thing? Maybe they are scared. What, what lessons do you give these people? Well, if you're scared of selling, you should be more scared of going hungry and being broke. Okay, makes sense. Right? Makes sense. So that'll help you get over selling first, you know, because if you are broke and destitute and have no food, I guarantee you're going to sell something or you're going to beg for something, right? So yes. you want to you avoid that. So mm -hmm. learn to sell because um, the first thing you got to think about is what's the source of your fear? Why do, why, why do you fear selling? Not saying you when I say that. But I'm yeah, saying, good job. I'm listening, yeah. you know, figure out what the source of that is and, and, and figure out how to deal with it. Then get mm -hmm. your perspective. Okay. Because I had a problem getting on stage and asking for money, right? I had that problem. Uh, and then, you know, I had this paradigm shift because it was like I would get off stage and didn't make an offer, right? And then people yeah. would ask me, follow me and be like oh john you know that was great you know how can i how can you help me how can i need this this is this is so good and i was like okay well you know i'm leaving people hanging by mm -hmm. not having an offer you know it's like all of a sudden i couldn't help those people because i didn't make sure that i had an offer to help those people and yes. that's when you're talking about you know just regular you know uh when you're selling information or what you know. So that's one way. But I mean, even if you've got a product that can save someone's life, that can make them look better, make them feel better about themselves, why won't you help those people? See, that's a paradigm shift. I yes. have to tell you about my product or I'm not helping you. So it's not selling, it's helping, right? Yes. But that's totally a paradigm shift. And then once you get in there, just do it. Just get out there and let somebody slam a door in your face. Who cares? You will recognize after that happens, when the first person tells you no, you'll realize, oh my God, life didn't end for me right there. Mm -hmm. You know? And most of the times we're, we're not afraid to sell. We're afraid of people not buying or telling mm -hmm. us they're not interested or uh, you're, you're full of crap. Who cares what they think? Move on to the next one. The world's full of people that need what you have so if that person doesn't want it, just move on to the next. Yes, exactly. So I think there are many, many things uh, that you said that 
people block within their mind. So one is criticism, one is getting a no, or looking dumb or stupid, uh, things like that. And um, yeah, I think this is very powerful. So what, what I also ask oftentimes is, why is it your duty to sell your product or your, your service? Because so you're... <laughs> so it's your duty to do it, to sell it, because you're changing the life of a, of a person, for, of, of one person, and this leads also to changes within the family and, and uh, I, her, his husband or her, her wife or whatever. And um, this, is, this is something that you have to have always in, in, in mind when you, when you sell. Yep. That's cool. Absolutely, man. Oh, another cool. thing is too, once you get out there and you're starting to get people that are buying from you and saying yes, start you know, taking ownership of your success and your achievements. Because if you do that, you can look back and say, oh, well, you know, you can encourage your own self by your own success if you keep track of what you're doing in, in your sales. Yes, mm -hmm. definitely. Cool. So what are some of the mistakes that entrepreneurs make when it comes to, the, to, to this topic of social selling? So what are the mistakes that they make oftentimes that you see? Okay, so the biggest mistake you can make socially, all right? Yeah. And we're talking about social here. The sale part will we'll, we'll touch, but the biggest thing you can screw up is the trust factor. If people are already trusting you, yeah. you don't want to jeopardize their trust. Trust in social selling is the holy grail. That's the one thing. Once you establish the trust, never break it. Mm -hmm. Okay? And sometimes you can destroy the trust by just making a bad offer, right? It's like, I bought something from you, I trusted you, and then all of a sudden, you threw something into the mix that wasn't even related to our relationship, and suddenly, I don't trust you. People do mm -hmm. that with their emails all the time. They'll, they'll, you know, instead of segmenting their list, they just send everything out to everybody, mm -hmm. and they end up breaking the trust of people that have already purchased from you. You should talk to people that have already purchased from you completely different than somebody yes. that's brand new that you're trying to make aware of a product. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Cool. And when, when it comes to trust building, is it something that you, I mean, yes, it's obvious to do it through content that you create, but do you have a special structure or when you think about trust in social, um, do you have, do you have strategy? I got a strategy for that goes all the way through the selling and trust is a part of that. All right. Okay, cool. So, uh, I mean, you think about the old school sales funnel, right? So at the top you have awareness, the next level's interest, consideration, preference, then they make the purchase, mm -hmm. right? And yes. while in, in the, in the midst of the purchase, you have the opportunity to do upselling and cross selling, mm -hmm. right? Upselling, of course, is offering something, you, you bought one of it, well, maybe you want three. If you buy three, you get one free. That's an upsell. A cross-sell is people that bought this also bought that, all right? Mm -hmm. And then after that, that's when you build on the loyalty. That's, I mean, now, yes, you can build, uh, uh, I don't think you can really, yeah, you can build loyalty with your content, But my content really is not there to build loyalty. It's there to build trust in my expertise. Okay. Right? That's cool. So after you purchase, we move from building the trust in my expertise to trust in the loyalty that you already have with the experience. All yeah. right. So that's kind of my buyer journey. Okay. And you're, you're creating uh, mostly um, posting lines for Facebook and, uh, or do you also create video material? What, what is your, it, what is your, I do it all. I do it all. all. But I, you don't have to do all that much. You know, I mean, you pick and choose and you get expert at that. 
and you can get a lot of people, right? So I know people yeah. that only blog, and they've got such huge lists and such huge engagement, and people trust their word, and that's a blogger, right? Mm -hmm. Or you've got a video influencer, somebody that does the same thing sort of that a blogger does, but they do it with the video. That's them yes. on, you know, in Instagram or, or YouTube, right? And yes. then, of course, you've got people like me. I kind of do a little bit of everything. <laughs> I like the medium for, you know, that Facebook has afforded me because I can post whatever I want at the time. And I might be a little old school. Facebook was my first, you know what I mean? But pick a, pick a channel, pick a lane, and stick to it. More than yes. anything, it's showing up that people want. Right, yeah. if they, you know, if they can um, determine that you're going to show up on a specific date, specific time, they're going to start showing up on that specific date and time. So mm -hmm. you train your audience. Yes. So I, I think this is also very important because many people say they see a video and they and they say, "Well, I'm not good in front of camera. I'm I just don't want to be on camera." And Ooh. I think this is this is very valuable that you don't have to do it so you can be it, it's totally fine to improve your copy skills and become good at copy and and do it through blog posts or blog article or social media posting lines that's yeah. i think very important and you can repurpose all right yeah, maybe you don't sure. want to be on screen but you can put some you know words on slides and let the slides play through and you just talk to the slides and you're yes. never on the screen at all Yeah, screen share. So you're sharing your screen and yep. the people are hearing your voice, for example. You don't have to do it in front of a camera. Yes. Yep. And if you don't different. like your voice, you can hire a voice actor on Fiverr and they'll do it for you. Yeah, that's and right. Besides, they'll read them for you. So that should not be an excuse. I think people get stuck on this part. You know, we're in this cult of personality. Thing. That's what social has done for a lot of people. You know, and so when you talk about social, all they think about is I've got to be the personality. I've got to be the face of the brand. No, you don't. No, you don't. That That is a misnomer that these social people are teaching, but they're wrong. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're absolutely wrong. You don't have to be the face. Now, that doesn't mean somebody doesn't have to be the face. Maybe somebody does, depending on your product, but it doesn't yes. have to necessarily be you. Mm -hmm. It can okay. be a vicious character. Yes. You know? Okay. Yeah. Like it. So, um, as a, I mean, you, you mentioned this, you said this already, you're, so you're a thought leader. So you're producing content and you're offering your expertise and, and one step that is very important is to monetize your knowledge. So to build, because many people are very good in their niche, but they are not very good as a business person. So the business skills, the business models are, lacking and what lessons can you give to people who are starting out and uh, who want to monetize their knowledge okay so i mean that's a great question i've been speaking like i said for years now and the one thing i have noticed that there are a lot of speakers that are not good business people mm -hmm. i know a lot of broke speakers on large stages who are, who are real experts i guess Well, really, really good, really good in their niche, yes. But they don't know how to package up mm -hmm. what they're talking about and making it available and digestible to yes. the people that they're trying to reach. So mm -hmm. one of the things is, of course, public speaking is fantastic. I don't think there's anything greater than having the microphone and the attention of people, all right? I know there's other things that have more spread, right? Mm -hmm. Because I can get on a on a, a webinar or something like that, and I can have thousands of people on there. But to have 500 people in a room and they can't get out unless they have to pee really bad, then you've really got their attention, right? Yes. So I love public speaking for that. That's one way that you can make more sales and make more money. Of course, you have to have an offer. Then, of, then from there, teaching and training courses, all right? Creating your own course, of course, is a great way to uh, monetize what you know. Mm -hmm. Coaching is an even easier way than creating a course. I know a lot of people that say, well, I want to create a course, 
I'm like, well, and, but, but I need money right now. I'm like, well, if you need money right now, why don't you just coach? Yeah, that's the easiest way to make some money. If you know somebody that's got a problem, you can help them get through that problem. You get on a call with them or a Zoom yes. call and you can coach them and you don't need a product to do that. You're just selling your time for dollars. That's the, 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 the problem with that. It's, I'm not, I don't want to say it's bad, but when you're selling your time for dollars, you can only sell so much time. You're only got yes. so many hours in a day. Right. So there's a limitation to how much coaching you can do. But coaching is very easy to get started. Then you have membership sites. OK, membership sites can be very high end. Usually a membership site is a little bit lower on the uh, 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 money making pole as versus teaching uh, a course. So I might pay for your course and then I might pay for the membership. Usually mm -hmm. the membership is a lower price than the, the course itself is or to add on bonus um, yes. masterminds all right masterminds are basically group coaching that you have interaction with a group of people and then they interact with each other and you facilitate that interaction to bring forward thinking and educational uh, content that you wouldn't even do by yourself just yes. what you and I are doing right now when we're talking one-to-one, -one, there's actually a third mind that's there. And if we're interacting one on the other, we're, you know, steel sharpening steel on ideas, we'll make our ideas better. That's a mastermind, all right? Mm -hmm. Doing your own live events. You know something and you can bring people together in a room after COVID's done, of course. Yes, <laughs> or do it online. Or you can do it online, thank you. You know, um, and so that's a live event. You can charge for that. Um, challenges. I see people doing these challenges all the time now. Challenges are a hot thing. And usually that's extracting something from your training class and teaching it over three, five, seven days, two weeks. I've seen them done for a whole month. Some people do them for free. I say make people pay something for it. That way they become a little bit more committed there again, yes. becomes a way to get you some uh, income. And finally, the old school way, write a book. Write a book. <laughs> your, uh, your book, Kick-Ass, right? Kick-Ass Social Commerce. That's my book. Boom. There you go. Very good. I will include the, show, uh, the link into the show notes so people can uh, find, find your, um, your book. So you, you already mentioned uh, COVID, so Corona. I mean, um, what we talked about, all these products and these ways, how to monetize your knowledge. I mean, this is, this is now the time. If, you, if you're not still in there, I mean, maybe it's already too late, but you should think about how to monetize your knowledge in the digital world. That's very important. And um, so my question to you is, how did uh, COVID-19 affected your business? So what, what, what happened in the last year? And I this mean, year, sorry, in, in a couple, last yeah, couple year, of months. Yeah, yeah, you know, I had my entire calendar of live events just wiped out in a two week period. You know, um, there was uh, South by Southwest and I started watching that starting to unravel. And they were like, maybe we're gonna do it maybe not, and then they finally pulled the plug. And they said, we're not doing South by Southwest. And the entire speaking universe stopped that day. Literally, everything, it was a domino effect. Once South by Southwest was canceled, everybody else canceled or postponed. And then most of the people just said, well, we're gonna postpone. We're gonna postpone to like August, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, then, for sure. Right, you know, and somewhere in there, probably around June, everybody's like, this is not gonna happen. So in between June, July, they tried to push some of them, tried to push to September. Other ones are just like, we're canceling. We're not gonna have this. So um, ju ju just a second, I'm just curious, what was this psychological effect in your mind? So what, what was your thought about this whole thing? Oh, how, how many can I curse? Yeah, for sure. Oh, we're fucked. 
<laughs> okay, that was the first reaction, and then? <laughs> yeah, that, that definitely was my first reaction. But I mean, I had already been studying the uh, disease when it was just in China. I was just mm -hmm. interested in it because I do uh, have an e-commerce business. And so I'd already recognized that that was hitting China just before Chinese New Year's. And Chinese New Year's always shuts down everything for two weeks. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, I need to get my orders in. So I was taking different, you know, I was taking it very seriously. And, and when it looked like it was getting outside of China, I was like, okay, it's coming to America. So, I mean, I had done, I, I was prepared for that in terms of psychologically. Mm -hmm. um, it just happened so fast that nobody could really, I could just totally, I was like, wow, that's crazy. Um, but I mean, um, I, I knew that there was going to be a good shift to online, you know, who knew that it was going to be zoom. That was the, the winner here. You know, there were a couple of other platforms yes. that could have been, uh, the winner or definitely were players in that, but zoom just took off, man. You know, Skype's been here forever and they didn't do what they needed to do to position themselves as the answer, you know? Yes. Um, so it was a, it was for me, honestly, it was a relief because, really? okay. Interesting. Yeah, because there were projects when I talk about the coaching, the teaching, the training, the memberships, the live event, all of that, what I've been wanting to do certain things and I just didn't have the bandwidth because I'm getting on a plane every two weeks, yes. you know, and, and, uh, flying somewhere. And I would just never finish some of the projects that were, you know, passion projects for me. So, um, because they, because they, because they were not on priority, but through this necessity, it right. became, it became priority. Yes. Very interesting. Yeah. Very exactly. cool. It was very cool. <laughs> Here we are today doing this. Let's see we did going. it. We did it. Yeah. I would have never met you if it wasn't for Zoom. Yeah, that's right. That's, you know, that's the, that's the thing, you know, yeah. and, and that, there's, there's the, the uh, after effects of us being able to get used to doing business without physically being there is a huge transformation mm -hmm. in business world. I don't think yes. people understand what business is going to be like after this. Everything has changed. People are way more comfortable doing virtual stuff. It's not like we won't go back, but we won't no. we'll just be going back. We'll go forward, bringing some of the stuff from the past with us. Yes, that's exactly. So I also, I think it's a great time. So if you see the opportunities and if you are, if you if you are fine to learn digital skills it's a great time so if you are okay to learn new things then i think we we are just in a great transformation i mean sure there are many bad things also happening but i'm also always the optimist so i see the good good things always so yeah, yeah. Well, look, some of the some of the most successful businesses were created in the most troubled times Yes, so even exactly. the things that we talk about and we use today, like Uber, uh, uh, Stripe, uh, uh, what's the other one I'm thinking about? Airbnb, all of that was created during the last Great Recession. You know, so this time there's going to be such opportunity. There's always opportunity in changing times. Yes, exactly. Okay. That's, um, so our topic was social selling. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> so one, one thing um, is, so many people, they invest time on social media, for example, on LinkedIn, and uh, they, but oftentimes, so sometimes I also have this, speaking with the wrong people. So people who are time consuming <laughs> and who don't convert. And um, so how do you make sure that you really get in touch, get, get in conversation with your target audience. Do you have a structure or a strategy for this? Um, I mean, it depends on what you're doing. 
uh, I don't have like this like cookie cutter strategy, but we can give you some strategy based on an example. Okay, for the first thing that people have got to stop doing is they got to stop trying to be everywhere at once. All right, so I know people, it's like, oh, I was like, well, um, how many people you have on Facebook? And oh, I got a Facebook page, it's got 500 people. And then I'm like, well, how many of those people have bought from me? And they're like, none. And then, I'm, then they're like, well, um, so I really am going to try to build my Pinterest. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, I need to do Pinterest and I need to do LinkedIn and that's going to multiplication by zero uh, equals zero. If your strategy is not working on one platform, I highly doubt it's going to work on any other platform. Okay. All that's right? a good point. That's Absolutely. And there's so, so many, see, there's so much out here, shiny objects out here that people feel like if they just make it on multiple places, they're going to get sales. Instead of focusing in on one strategy, on one marketplace, there's no reason that you can be on, you know, Instagram with 300, 300 million people, you know, that log into that thing every five minutes. I don't know what the number is. Right. And then you're very like, high. right. It's very high. Have you exhausted Instagram that you now need to go to Pinterest? Probably not. You know, so and I think with social, you want to go deep more so than why. Mm -hmm. There are people that are huge on YouTube. You don't see them on Facebook that much. They might repurpose content over there, but they're not trying to grow Facebook. They're trying to grow YouTube audience. They got that. They know that. So that's one thing you want to do, which will stop you from speaking to people like we're talking about that don't matter. The other thing you have to know is who you need to speak to. All right, you have to have that avatar totally down. And once you have that avatar, so many people, too many people that I meet, I'll say, well, who's this for? Oh, it's for everybody. Oh, okay. That's for that's everyone. That's, that's, all, all, that's oftentimes uh, a good indicator that you didn't really sold anything in the past. That's, 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 my, that's my personal opinion. That'll tell me that you haven't, yeah. you know, you haven't been successful with selling. Well, it's for everybody. The problem is when you make something for everybody, nobody cares. Mm -hmm. That's the whole that's thing. True. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't want something that's for everybody. I'm looking for something that's for me. That's the environment we're in. We're in an environment where people want a personalized solution. And you have to be able to nail down your avatar to the point where you are saying yes to your avatar and you're totally unattractive to the people who are not your avatar. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is somebody's got a $10,000 solution, right? I'm just working with a coach and client the other day. She's got a $10,000 solution. That's who she wants to sell it to. That's the price tag. So I'm like, who's it for? Everyone. Well, let me tell you, sister, everyone don't have $10,000 to spend on that shit. Okay. So we want to make sure that what we're offering here will make the people that are, you know, thousand dollar people go away. Yes. Right. So she's like, well, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to do, here's my funnel. She's giving me a funnel. And the top thing is $97. I'm like, I get it. I know you've taken one of those expert courses and they told you to start low and move it up but why start there let's just get to the ten thousand dollar people and stop trying to nurture these ninety seven dollar people those ninety seven dollar people you might find one out of a thousand that'll pay you that ten grand yes how about if we just focus in on that real avatar and all the other ones we push away with our content See, the way you write your content is going to be totally different for an audience that has that kind of money or is interested in that kind of solution and can see that value. So that's one of the things we have to start doing is that you find them. Now, after you find them, and it's easy to find them once you know where they are. I mean, once you know who they are, then you can find where they are. Once you do that, 
The key is not the content. So you've already got your content. You've already got your consumer. The other C is what most people are missing. And that is context. You have to talk to me at the right time when I have that need for me to pull that money out of my pocket. And that's what you have to build. You have to build context so that when you present the content to the consumer, they will take action. So those are the three things you have to need. Know who you're talking to, that consumer. Know where they are, that's what we talked about. And then uh, uh, oh, and know where they are and the mm -hmm. content you're gonna put in front of them. And then make sure you're putting in front of them at the right time, context. So when it comes to context, so would that mean that I, for example, know what their struggle is and give a solution, a quick, a quick win, so that they can create a quick win for, for in, in, their, in their business life or whatever I want to help with? Would that, okay? That could be, but it doesn't have to be. No, you just have to be able to, the, the, the main thing is you've got to find out what their problem is And then you've got to go and find a stick and stick it in their wound and then move it around like this. That's really what it's about. You've got to make them understand that you know exactly what their pain is. Once I know you know what my pain is and you're feeling me, it's like, oh, I feel you. I know exactly because maybe Sister Sue went through that too. And I remember when her was in that predicament and look where she is today. When I'm able to do that, yeah. then you're going to be asking me, how can you help? I don't yeah. have to sell you. And that's where you want to be. I don't, you don't need to sell people on your solution. You just got to make sure that they understand that you understand their need and you have what it is that will cure their concern. Yeah. That's the key. I know it sounds easy. And it is, but I think we approach it totally wrong. So let me give you an example. Yeah. Let me give you an example. And you, you see this all the time. You ever buy something online, right? And in, yes. the, in the midst of after purchasing, they say, wait, stop. One more thing. Here's how, let's say you bought, you know, how to do SEL. And they say, wait, here's an offer for you. I will show you not just how to do it, but we have a template that will do it all for you. Now, if I started the conversation with, hey, I've got an SEO template, and that's usually an upsell, right? If I start yes. the conversation with, I've got an SEO template, you're not gonna buy it, you know, because you're really not interested. But once I've got you interested in getting your site's SEO fixed, then you know that that person is probably primed to getting a template for it. The template offer doesn't even work without you first purchasing the training on how to do SEO. That is context. That's okay. the right time to make that offer. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking yeah, about Yeah, I know you're thinking about it. <laughs> how, that's the psychology of the whole thing. You've already yeah. said yes to this. And the next thing I'm going to offer you is how to make it easier and fast so yeah exactly because i uh i participated at a facebook ads um online course group coaching and i always got this offer well you can do it yourself but we can help you also it's a full service and if you want more information go to this link so it was basically uh, an upsell like you explained okay that's yeah. cool so it's just thinking what is the first step that that i can bring to my customer and what's the second step and that's that's the that's the next offer so and to say right offer, what did i say the next offer was two yeah. words easier and faster easier yeah. and faster if i can offer them something that will get them that same result that they just bought yeah. make it easier and faster All right. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. It's well, it's, and if it's in food, it's you know, it's McDonald's. More. It's the up, yeah, more tasty, more, more bigger. 
it's like an extra burger on top. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like McDonald's? Um, not really. Okay. Not really. That's not my thing. Not McDonald's. <laughs> I like I like other things. Okay. But I love the business model. Which one the most? I'm saying McDonald's business model. Uh, McDonald's business model. Okay. It's an amazing business model. Mm -hmm. They yes. have they have done things that seem to be impossible. I remember the first time they offered coffee, and I was like, "What are you crazy? Are y'all thinking y'all are going to take on you know uh, Starbucks? Give me a break!" And they did. They did. People go to McDonald's with specialized coffee. Who? Yes. But it definitely you know. So I like what McDonald's does. But hey, that's enough. <laughs> It's another level. Cool. So um, we spoke a little bit. Uh, no, I mentioned uh, advertisements. So this is also a big topic because so many people create organic posts, organic content. So what what do you think about Facebook ads or now it's becoming bigger on LinkedIn, LinkedIn uh, sales navigator or old fashioned Google uh, advertisement? So what are your thoughts about um, advertisement? And yeah, do you, have, uh, do you have lessons that you can share with us? Absolutely, man. You know, organic's great. Yeah. yeah. But having paid is way better. And, and, I, and I mean, I literally, I'll go to social media events and I'll get on stage and say, paid ads are way better than organic. And people go, <gasps> <laughs> How can you say this? Oh, oh, yes, I do that just for that reaction. Because <laughs> I can't take an organic campaign and make it go faster. I can't blow up an organic campaign. It's impossible. Once, once something's moving organically, it's very hard for me to make it move faster. But when I have a paid ad that's working, all I got to do is throw more money at it. And all of a sudden, the sales are coming in. Sales are coming yes. in. Every time I run that ad, I get more sales. It's hard to do that with an organic campaign. Not to say that an organic campaign is not valuable. It is valuable. But when you find an organic that works, put some money behind it and turn it into a paid campaign. That's just, it's just so easy in terms of the methodology here to understand why paid advertising is something you need to learn. It's something you need to learn, but it's going to take money to put it. You're going to, you're going to have to spend money to get good results. And the problem is most people stop paid ads too soon mm -hmm. to get any results. They don't, they give up too fast. They went into it with an idea that they were going to spend $50. That's not yeah. enough for you to find a winning ad, right? Yeah. And I know people that are like, I'm spending, because somebody told them, you just need to spend $10 a day and you'll find a winner. Dude, seriously? No, you won't. You got 13 people. I had just, I had a coaching call the other day. She's like, uh, I've done this and I've done this and I got three ads and I found a winner. I was like, really? So how many sales you get on the winning ad? She said 13. I'm like, okay, and how much were the other ones? Eight. I'm like, okay, so you've had 20 sales and you think that one ad is the better ad. I'm like, you don't have enough data to make that determination. Yeah, you yeah, need, yeah. yeah you got to soak it a little bit longer, right? So people give up too fast and a lot of times they don't have enough money or they haven't put enough traffic in to get good results to make a determination on where they're going to go, all right? The other thing is each platform, in my opinion, and from what I've learned, needs different creators, all right? Even though, like you said, LinkedIn, kind of similar to Facebook, but the creatives that when I take in one creative that's working here, put it over there, it does not perform as well. So mm -hmm. you've got to know your platform, right? And again, if you're not exhausting the world of Facebook ads, you don't need to be worried about YouTube Google and the other thing. Learn Facebook. When you've exhausted all the money you can spend, I know people right now, seriously, man, is doing, dude does 30,000 
ads a day, easy, right? I'm sorry, I'm sorry 30,000 in ads per day. That's how big the apple can get. Wow. So when you're sitting there taking, you know, a little bit bite off the apple, like, oh, well, I'm, I'm successful here. I just sold a thousand dollars this month. Let me go over to the, no, bro. There's so much levels to this. So you don't have to do that. You know, become an expert somewhere, man. Um, and uh, let me see, I'm looking over here. I said, oh, this is a good saying, right? If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. Right? If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. Another client working with her, she comes, she was like, these are not all the same clients. <laughs> what y'all think? I'm talking bad about nobody. But it's, but it's very common. So um, she's like, well, I'm pre-revenue. I was like, okay, you're pre-revenue, great. And we're running ads. I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. You're running ads for what? So uh, we're trying to build a list. Who in the hell told you that was a good? I just didn't, I was just like, really? You're gonna pay a $500,000 just to buy a list. Uh, it just made no sense because the list hasn't been tested. You don't know if those people are gonna buy from you. You're never making an offer. But it just, it didn't make any sense, right? So if it, the thing is your advertising has to be a winning advertising campaign. For every dollar you spend, you should make a dollar. The return on investment must be, must be clear. Yeah, it, it must be at least zero. Yeah. yeah. It must be even. That's when you're winning. You can get an ads campaign to even, you have already won the game. Let me say that again. If you can get an ads campaign to zero, the money you put in is the money you get out of it, you're already winning. Because once you're there, you can buy as big an audience as you want and then yes. upsell them from there. Can scale it. That's a good thing. Exactly. So when, but are you focused mainly on Facebook or do you also run ads on LinkedIn? I tried LinkedIn. I didn't like it. All okay. right. Because I, it just didn't perform that well. I spent hundreds of dollars for nothing right and i'm like you know what i'll circle back on that mm -hmm. um having said that i do like youtube so that's my secondary kind of channel for now um but no i am very focused right now on facebook and very okay. happy with that. yeah it makes sense uh, when it comes to the aud audience i mean linkedin is more focused b2b b2b yeah. b2b business that's right Yes. You know, cool. and I mean, it's a different, it's just a different animal. It's a different beast. The, the, the way the platform works in terms of advertising, it's similar, but it's not the same. You know, yeah. it's like the, the um, for Facebook, for me, it's the analytics on the back end that they give mm -hmm. me that allow me to really, really hone in on the audience and hone in on the, the profitability. And I didn't, and I wasn't able to get that much from LinkedIn, LinkedIn's still young. That gives it a lot of opportunity. If you yes. can get some working on LinkedIn, then you are not, it's not noisy. You know, it's not as noisy. So don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with LinkedIn. I'm the failure here. <laughs> no, failure is so hard. <laughs> oh, I don't mind failing. I don't <laughs> mind, you know what? This is, this is another thing, guys. It's like I, I was talking to my nephew and he wants to do t-shirts. So he went out and bought a t-shirt press. Instead, first I introduced him to print on demand and he went out and got his own print. And, you know, I was talking to his mother. I'm like, you know what? It's so good that he's out there doing it. She's like, well, what if he fails and lose all that money? I'm like, that's even better, right? Because now you get over it. I don't, I've never met a successful, highly successful entrepreneur that didn't fail at something. Failure is part of the game. Yeah, what I meant is uh, failing is fine, but but uh, seeing uh, myself as a failure is is not the right approach. Oh, yeah, I think that. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, yeah, don't take that as a label. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's a difference. That's a that's a fine <laughs> difference, but an important one. No, it's huge. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's huge, man. <laughs> so, but, but just, I'm just curious um, when it comes to. 
Facebook advertisement. So you are not separating between um, organic and paid content. So you're taking good organic content that you have. So you're not creating extra content for your advertisement, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I make ads that are just ads. What I was really saying is that organic can be a good place to test your ad, mm -hmm. honestly. All right. So I can do something organically, see if it's going to get people's attention. Right. Does this image get people's attention more than that image? Let's see that right now. I can do that organically to get mm -hmm. a small, simple, you know, idea of what's going to work on the larger scale. Mm -hmm. So that's something good. But if I do something that's organic, right, I might put something up and teach something and say, oh, here's something I found real quick. And all of a sudden it's getting shared and people are starting to like it. I can throw that into an ad and make an offer at the end. And then that becomes a winning campaign as mm -hmm. well. So that's mm -hmm. kind of what I mean. You can use these two different mediums to uh, help make what you're paying better. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to formatting, are you focused more on uh, single image ads or on, on video ads instead video of something? Video. No video? All uh, video. video. Oh, all video. Okay. All video. Even yeah. if it's static, I still make it a video. Okay. That's okay. Cool. Even if it's static, I still make it into a video. Okay. You're, it's like you a DR show. You, you're making it. Uh, yeah. You, you, okay. Yeah. Got it. Because moving pictures are better than static pictures. It's exactly. Just, it's just the way we are as humans. Yes just the way we are as humans. And you figure like this, everything else is kind of, you know, moving. So they, that's just the, we've been trained. Okay, cool. I will check your ads on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I don't run, I don't run that many for me. Oh, okay. I run most of them. But yeah. And, but you, do you outsource uh, things like this? So are you, do your, your video advertisements? Oh yeah, I've got, I've got a team. Okay. Cool. I've got a team, but I mean, there's nothing that I didn't start doing myself and then hire people to do my videos, my ads, my way. Mm -hmm. That's cool. So what trends do you see when it comes to social? Can I say one thing? All right. Yeah, for sure. I am not an ads expert. Yeah. Most of us are not ad experts. When you want to get really serious, and serious money get with ad experts yes, every exactly. time yeah every time man they take what i'm doing to the next one so you know you, you you can make a lot of money and do a lot of great things you know me and you just doing it ourselves but once you're in that mode and you can afford to hire an expert give them give them a shot because they can yes. do good things a good expert yes That's right. They're worth the money. Yep. Cool. So when it comes to social selling, what trends do you see? You know, social in, in and of selling on social, believe it or not, is still in its infancy. Okay. It's still a baby. There's a lot of opportunity and usually you're coming to the market with something that's very unique. So it's wide open. There is a new disruptor coming. I don't know who that's going to be, but there is going to be something that dwarfs Facebook. And I feel like it's coming. Right? TikTok. Possibly. Possibly. I don't know if TikTok has actually proven that it can sell, sell, sell. Like Facebook. I mean, Facebook sells, sells, sells. Right? Instagram. And don't get it twisted. When we talk about Facebook, we're talking about Facebook and Instagram together. Right? Mm -hmm. so, so, I mean, that thing just sells like crazy. TikTok, fantastic. I haven't started building there, but I think you were talking about you building there, right? Yes. You've seen people build there. So, I mean, you can build audiences. Let me just put this up in front of you guys. Let me just tell you. My book right here, you can't see it, but it says it's not about likes. It's about sales. I don't care how many people like your damn TikTok video. If you ain't selling nothing, I'm not interested, you know, that's just not me. 
You know, I don't care that you got a whole, I got 30,000 people in a group. I don't give a shit. Are they buying? Who cares? Who cares? Right? That's when it comes to sales. So think about that. Instagram and Facebook are going to remove the likes soon. Mm -hmm. So if you're I've, all about likes, here we go. go tough times. So I, I think you can't pay your pizza with likes. So, I mean, what sense does it make? To think about follower and likes it's, and stuff it's like all, that. It's all hubris, you know, <laughs> people's ego. I get it. I mean, I got an ego. I mean, I get yeah. it. But I mean, at some time, you've got to make it count, or you're just wasting your time growing your audience. Yes. It's, to some degree, you have, you have to decide yourself, is it, is it just a hobby or do you want to make it serious as like, like, an, like an entrepreneur? Do you want to do you want to build a business or is it just a hobby which is fine but you have to decide yourself to some at some point in your career yeah i don't know about that i'm about social selling so. <laughs> yeah. but here's the thing um you know another thing that's happening too is you got to start building your tribe so i get that all right but you want to yes. again be attracting the right customer just like that lady She's got all these other customers paying her $97, but wants to sell them $10,000. I'm like, you're building the wrong tribe, right? So you've got to understand that too, because privacy is the new social. Mm -hmm. Privacy is on a trend right now. And we're going to see more and more people looking for that closed off environment more so than just public environment. So mm -hmm. build your tribe, build your community right now personalization which we mentioned before it's not none of us none of us do social in groups that's what i was telling somebody you know it's like you're making content or you're talking to people and you'd be like y'all and you guys and you folks stop that shit talk to me it's all it's one personal. person it's yes. one person exactly talk to one person you get that guys See. That's also something that I teach when, when you make a video, yes. talk, to, talk to one person or just take a picture and put it next to the laptop or the camera and talk to this person. So it becomes, it becomes better. One, exactly. It comes yes. through. It comes through. And then nano influencers are a huge, that's the new thing. All right. So we're going from the Kim Kardashians of the world mm -hmm. to the Johns of the world. That's what's the new thing, right? So get your influence together. It doesn't have to be a huge audience, but if they respond and they purchase, you've got something good. Yes. You don't have to have tens of thousands if you just have the 1,000 followers, the 1,000. That's, that's already perfect, yes. Yeah. Very cool. So I see, I, I could talk and talk. No, I could talk. With you. <laughs> problem well, my my final question so who uh, would you recommend for my podcast chris green my man okay. chris green. all right chris cool. green is the merch master you know he knows how to do merch you know what merch is right no okay so merch would be more like print on demand okay that's merch so merch t-shirts merch books mugs mouse pads all this stuff he really okay. is and he he's just a he knows so much about everything great guy cool okay that's what i got for you would love to get an introduction yes i'm sure you want one so he he's also producing content or oh yeah chris has been at it a long time Cool. Sounds great. Oh, Might actually start a couple years. Ago. So, cool. when, when he and I get together and just start, it's it's it blows my mind. There's only so many people in the world that you can sit down with, you know. And every time, it just it really you come walk away with value. And he's one of those people. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Green. We'll do that. We'll do the intro. That would be. Fantastic. So is there something, my questions are all pro. Yeah, you, do you, you have something? Your question. Sorry? 
I said, you've exhausted your question. Yeah. <laughs> Is there something that you want to share? Some statement or some point? You know, here, here's my statement. Your job, if you choose to accept it, is to wake up every morning, go out, hunt, find something, kill it, drag it home, and feed your family. That's our job. That's our job. That's, that's what we are here for. We have to feed our family. We have to go out. We have to hunt. That's what we do, you know? So stop waiting for opportunity. Opportunity is not coming. You have to go out and get it. And it's there for you. That's it. I That's great. It. <laughs> Love it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much, really, John. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate your time. I think it was just a great interview. <laughs> Good. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, for me, that means a lot because you interview a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I had a, a lot of fun, so I hope you too. And looking forward to working with you again soon, hopefully. Hopefully. Uh huh. See, you're asking. Yeah. <laughs> that's the first See? step. That's the first step. That's what I'm saying. You gotta ask. There you go. So that's yes. that's that's you do the intro that way. Very good. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thank you. Thank you, John. Peace. Thanks for listening to Content Marketing Mastery. If you have any questions, just send a voice message through Anchor. And if you liked what you heard, we would love to get a review from you. You can also download a free white paper, five lessons on how to create content and monetize your knowledge on our website, contentmentoring.com. Thanks and best.